Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 66. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hello San Pedro. I am your host, Amanda Silva, joined by co-host Joshua Stecker for the Pedro and Corona podcast edition. (laughs) Hey Josh, how's it going? Um, It's good. It's good. It's good to finally uh, talk again. It's been a bit. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, We had some technical issues last week where we recorded via... Um, Skype and the recording was only two minutes of the recording was caught. So I apologize that there wasn't an episode um, the last couple of weeks, but we are on top of it. Has that ever <laughs> happened to you before? It has not happened. Am that I your way. first like total no podcast fail? No, I've had other <laughs> podcast fails, but I haven't recorded completely knowing that none of it was captured. Right. Yeah, Yeah, the whole conversation that just completely disappeared. I've put out an episode where I forgot to unmute it in editing. And so after the intro and the ad, it just went silent for like 40 minutes. (laughs) And I didn't, I had put the episode out and I didn't know. And somebody hit me up on Instagram and said, hey, your episode, like the interview's missing, you know, like it's gone, you know, and that's why I always listen to the episode on my phone the day of. We learn from our mistakes. Exactly. That's a good story though. Yeah. So you're not the first one. (laughs) I've had many. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And, and here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Back in good old San Pedro. Good old San Pedro. In the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's what we're here to talk about. Basically, life in this pandemic in San Pedro. Um, how are you doing? I'm okay. I mean, all things considered, I feel like we're in this weird, like, I feel like right now, now that we rolled back again, like with the salons and the indoor dining and the gyms, and things have kind of been quiet since then, I feel like we're in this weird, like, okay, this is how it's going to be for a while. Like, that's where my mindset is. I I don't think, like, what... I don't think our current state, as things stand, is going to change for quite a long time, unfortunately. I agree with you. It does feel that way. I I feel like we're all very aware, you know, you you said last week that... (laughs) In the in the in the conversation that I did not capture, right. you were like, you know, it's a new normal kind of yeah. uh, phone, keys, mask, and I'm seeing everybody wear their masks in town, which is awesome. Honestly, that I I swear I know we talked about this at ad nauseum in the last podcast that nobody listened to, but um, the mask thing, I am so impressed. I'm actually really proud of San Pedro and San Pedrans for you know uh, keeping the. Uh, keeping up with the masks and wearing them outside, wearing them in public. Um, you got a few knuckleheads on Facebook that are just believing whatever they want to believe. But for the most part, I mean, everywhere I go, people are in masks. If I go shopping at the grocery stores, I see everybody following the mandate. If I, it, it, It's funny. We've gotten to the point where the person who isn't wearing the mask is the person who looks like the one who is out of place. Is out of place. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. And yeah. I, I have seen, you know, I go for walks near Paseo or um, in the neighborhoods, coastal San Pedro neighborhoods. And um, I, I have seen a lot of people not wearing masks, but I've seen the extreme practicing of social distancing. Yeah. So, like, they avoid people or the masks go on directly, like, immediately yep. when it looks like the paths are going to be crossed. Um, so I'm not I'm not here to shame anybody at all, but I do, I do think that we're doing a great job with the masks yeah. and to keep it up. <laughs> oh, I'm here to shame people. Wear your damn masks, all right? Please. <laughs> uh, just keep them up. Yeah. But, no, but yeah, on that point, um, I go walking, you know, uh, uh, John Matera and I, we go walking on Paseo uh, during the week. And yeah, I, I feel like it, when you when we're walking like on the sidewalk and we're approaching somebody like one of like one of the people, either the approachee or us will move out of the way, like walk into the street or something. Mm-hmm. Give them that leeway. Um, even when I'm walking my dogs in the mornings. Um, if I have somebody like they're joggers in the mornings and whatnot on the sidewalks and if they're running, they'll go on, either I'll move the dogs or they'll run into the street, like mm-hmm. totally conscious of, of everything. Mm-hmm. It's a respect thing at this point. It is. Yeah. You it know, is. it really is. I really do think it's like, it's more of a respect thing. Um, you know, we're wearing masks, not necessarily for ourselves, even though they do help with that, but really for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I do think like San Pedro for the most part is is pretty on on board with it all. I don't think we're like we're certainly nothing like Orange County, Orange County, or Huntington Beach, or where like I mean, you you go to Orange County pretty often, I do, right? I do, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's a different world there sometimes, and and you feel like you're out of place wearing the mask, which is really weird. We had that conversation <clears throat> where I think you mentioned the video of two yeah. <laughs> two guys handing out masks in Huntington Beach and they were just like completely... Bo- There's a great video. If anybody's seen it, it's on YouTube. There's it, it, these two guys, the two surfer kids, and all they're trying to do is hand out masks to people at Huntington Beach. It was like a hidden camera thing. And... The amount of grief these two guys got in Huntington Beach for pass, just simply passing out masks was something out. I mean, it would be funny if it were in a comedy, but it's sad because it's real life. And these people were aggressive and they were being mean and rude and saying things. And you're just like, dude, they're just giving you a mask. Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. But. You know, people are, I don't know, people are a product of what they put into their, to their heads. And it's, Absolutely. it's a weird situation right now. But San Pedro is great. I personally think San Pedro is doing a really good job and we just got to keep it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, w- we haven't put out a Pedro and Corona episode in a minute and a lot has changed. I think um, the last time we checked in was before I went camping and camping in itself was like, oh, do I want to do this? You know, do do I want to put my family out there to be not in our house anymore? You know, right. and it was questionable. But honestly, I felt completely safe. It was everything was outdoors. Everything was great. I feel like it, I was only up there for maybe a day before you texted me that the cases surged. Businesses are closed back up again, and it was it was funny because like the July issue had just come out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of saying like, "Yay, gyms and salons are open," and then immediately it was like rolled back. <laughs> oh my! It was my biggest nightmare with the pandemic. I mean, it was exact. It was exactly what I hoped wouldn't happen, and it happened. It was like you plan this issue out. Phase three rolls in. You're thinking, okay, it's a great time to put to put the news about 
you know, gyms reopening and hair salons reopening and we got indoor dining back and we're on the path of, of getting through this thing. The issue comes out and then literally the week after everything shuts down again and everything we put in that July, well, that cover story for July was, you know, almost all for nothing because of, of what happened, which sucks. But I knew that was good. I, I had a really, really, really bad feeling that was going to happen too. Mm-hmm. And it did. So hence we have August and we have the, the late, great Charles Bukowski on our cover this month because I wasn't going to put another pandemic cover with the hopes of something falling back again. So, I Honestly, it was a really nice break to take a, to just not focus on the pandemic for once because I feel like, you know, I feel like at this point I'm over it. We're all over it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's not even, yeah, it, it, I, yeah, definitely we're over There's it. There's an exhaustion there, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not even that. To me, it's like more like what it's like we know what we know as much as we know right now. Like you, we know that we need to wear masks. We, we know we need to do certain things to protect ourselves and our loved ones in our community. And we are putting that into practice. I don't even know what's going on with that. What I was trying to say. In this pandemic, the news is ever changing. So it's like, we know what we need to know. And that is, we just need to wear masks, That's practice right. social distancing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, continue the practices that we know are safe. Exactly. There's no, exactly. The The point was like, there's, I don't know what else I could put in the magazine to inform everybody. That was the point I was trying to make. It was just, I don't know where I could, we know what we need to know now. We know the, pro, the procedures we need to put in place to keep it from spreading. We know that it's uh, it affects people in different ways. It affects seniors worse. It affects, you know, um, all these things, people with high risk factors are, you know, are potentially susceptible to it. Um, there are still a lot of things we don't know, though, you know, too, regarding this this uh, pandemic. So, um, but in regards to like the magazine and whatnot, content wise, you know, having that info, having a month where we didn't focus on it, because honestly, I didn't know what else to put in, in the magazine aside from how people are adapting to, yeah. which is what we can talk about, you know, now the, the mm-hmm. adapting part i think that's what we're in we're in the adapting phase yeah we are adapting yeah we're learning how to cope in yeah. this pandemic world and i mean i kind of want to touch on some of the uh struggles of being in the pandemic a little bit and that is i want to say for kids is really hard you know yes. parents of kids homeschool learning you know uh learning from home and even people with young children like myself like daycare you know a lot of people are not sending their kids to daycare because of the risk and then struggling to take care of their child at home you know i'm in the struggle too so i just want to say we know that it is it's hard out there we're in the trenches but i feel like we're doing a really good job right now yeah i i'm fully with you on that yeah it's just a weird weird time we're entering fall now yeah like we're i mean we're working on september's issue right now i mean it's weird we, this was the last in March, four you know? months of the year you know yeah so yeah this hit this hit what in march yeah, yeah. so it's basically the entire year that we're going to be in in a pandemic pretty much man who ain't gonna end in december no so it'll, it's gonna go through I mean, we should make bets like how long this thing's gonna last I mean, it's just going to keep lasting and there's probably never going to be a complete end in sight. You know, there's always going to be some lingering of it. My my gut feeling is that we're probably going to spend 2021 in some sort of weird nebulous kind of thing that we have going on now. Masks may or may not still be a thing. I don't, a mask may be still be a thing. Social distancing will probably still be a thing. 
I mean, I mean, who? I went to a drive-in this weekend. Nice. Which was which was uh, or not this weekend? It was uh, it was on Monday. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was an experience. It was a really it was actually a really great experience because it showed that you can have um, something like a drive-in theater, like a movie event or something, and be completely socially distant from everybody. Yeah. And enjoy a good time out outdoors. Um, you know, it was a, it was a good time. Saw flick. You know, had the windows down. Wasn't they the at the drive-in that I went to? They only um, allowed. They only made it half full, so every other parking space was empty. So you had like a lot of distance between people and stuff. I I highly recommend the one I went to was in Paramount, which isn't that far. It's like a half hour away, and there's and they're showing movies there too. I mean, it's a heck of a time. So if anybody's looking to catch a flick and wants to do it outdoors, I highly recommend their drive-throughs or drive-throughs, drive-ins um, around Southern California. Check them out. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin just went to one too, and it looked like a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. I think I think what we have to look forward to is kind of how um, how we're going to change how we see people, right? I mean, right mm-hmm. around the corner, we have the holidays. What does that look like? Is it a huge family gathering at a house inside at a table, you know? Well, let, yeah. I mean, that the holidays are right around the corner. Yeah. I think people are going to, we're going to start seeing a lot more outdoor gatherings, a lot of, you know, separate, like spaced out situations, you know? Right. Um, right. I'm already talking about, you know, because at some point, we are going to need to see people again. And what is that going to look like? And I think it does look like outdoor gatherings, outdoor spaces, um, outdoor events, and and that kind of thing. Yeah. I wouldn't I'll, even say events, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> events was, is another thing. Yeah, events are a whole other, a whole other thing. But I was thinking like, what's Halloween going to look like? Right. Like, are we going to, are people going to trick or treat? Right. Are people going to like hand out candy from the trunks of their cars instead of walking to the houses? Like, I I've heard variations on on, on that. Um, it's a weird time. I I don't. I honestly don't think people would want to go trick or treating if the if the pandemic is still at the level at where it's at now. And we're only talking two months away. Mm-hmm. You know, eight weeks. I you know? know. So what does that look like? How do you take out candy? <laughs> Yeah, out of the equation. That's the thing. It's like, what are, are we? Are is everybody going to put the bowl of candy out in front of their house like, they, like they did when we were kids? But you know that one group of kids that usually was the group I was with just takes a whole dang bowl and throws it in their bag and leaves and leaves another for everybody else. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like there are these weird parameters now you have to think about. You, you don't want people, you know, I don't want to say strangers, but you don't want your neighborhood, you know, people walking up to your doorstep. You have to interact. You're really close. Like trick or treating is going to be a whole thing. It's a, yeah, it's going to be weird. I know. If, it, if at all, if it even exists. We'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe it'll be more of a, a Christmas situation where you just make a huge display. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we, know, we emphasize weird. pumpkins. No I mean, Halloween parties? That's weird. Again. Uh, but then you think, but then, but let me flip the let me flip the script on that though. Halloween, people wear masks. Great call. You know, I don't know if that's something that is an effective thing, but yeah, it is the one. It is the one quote unquote holiday of the year where people are almost required to wear masks. <laughs> so you know, who knows? Maybe I don't know. Thanksgiving and Christmas, though, who the heck knows what's going to happen with that? Is there going to be a Christmas parade this year? Right. Doubtful. Is there going to be um, the Harbor uh, LA Harbor boat parade? That's possible. 
I think that actually may be possible with social distancing on the on the on the waterfront. Um, but I can't think of any other type of holiday event that doesn't require a crowd that would, that would require like some some extreme safety protocols mm-hmm. if they were to happen. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I don't think we'll have them. Like right. the parade, like the annual Christmas parade. I know. I think for me, what I've been kind of contemplating is how do, you know, the community events are the things that really emphasize the community, right? It brings community together, whether it's like Light at the Lighthouse or the car Mm. shows. These are the things that make us feel proud of being in the community that we're in, Mm -hmm. right? And those are the things that we're missing out on this year. So that's where I'm like, where do we get that sense of community from, you know? For me, I feel like I have that pride and sense of community when I see people eating in the outdoor spaces. That's what's kind of cool about the outdoor spaces, that you can actually see people eating at the restaurant. This episode was brought to you by San Pedro Today, your local community magazine, bringing you stories from San Pedro. Let's talk about the outdoor spaces because I I know I think we talked about it in the podcast that got lost forever. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the parklets, this is San Pedro. Okay, let me just backtrack. San Pedro has been notorious for having no outdoor dining. It's been one of the craziest things about this town because a we're on the harbor. You know we we have beautiful waterfront settings for things, but we have literally no outdoor dining here, and. The only restaurants that have any semblance of outdoor dining, um, you can all you can pretty much put on one hand. I mean, I can name a few right now. Bear Me Thai has an outdoor place in downtown. Uh, the Bruco has a has a um, small little outdoor enclave. Um, Think Cafe has a little outdoor patio area, and that's pretty much it in downtown. And then Think Prime up on Western, they have um, a little like patio area. But other than patio. that. And that was just normal. That was like their normal things. Now, with these parklets that have been installed by the city of Los Angeles and, and the restaurateurs around, around town, everybody has outdoor dining. And it's actually been really nice. Like, it's actually been really cool to, I don't know if anybody listening or you have dined outdoors in, in some of the local restaurants, but I have, and it's been a great experience. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend, um, you know, supporting our local restaurants and going out and enjoying a nice meal outdoors, you forget how nice it is to sit outdoors in town to enjoy a meal because we just don't have it. Right, right. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of the – I'm getting that sense of pride in my community by seeing everybody go to these restaurants. You can actually see people supporting the local businesses, you know. <laughs> right. And um, it, it's, it's a nice, you know, it's a nice change. It's a nice change because it makes it feel more lively in downtown which is weird because we're in the pandemic and every a lot of other places are closed. Right. Um, so, yeah, what a difference outdoor dining makes. It really does. It, it, it creates a whole different vibe. It does. Uh, in, down, in downtown, especially around around town, too. Like, Omelette Waffle Shop has a really nice – they put together their tables out. They have a patio. Oh, they also have a, an outdoor space um, already, but they put out tables and stuff on the sidewalk. On 11th Street, it looks great, and um, I've dined there. It's it's a totally fine experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing some of the other uh, restaurants, like Sunny's Bistro up on 25th and Western. They 
normally don't have a patio, but they set up their tables out in front in this uh, in their nice like um, I don't know in front of the restaurant basically. And there's plenty of space for it. So you're seeing like all these people adapt. I really do think that that's where we're heading into because there's not a lot of necessarily breaking pandemic news aside from the the case numbers. Right. Um, that the uh, the thing about having all of these uh, restaurants now for dining so just it, it that's great. Mm-hmm. No, it, it it it's really nice. It really makes everything a little bit more lively, and it's such a change considering what we've already been through. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's weird, like, it's weird going through, like, just the history of the, what we started with, April was the first issue of San Pedro Today that addressed the pandemic. So April, May, June, July, August, we've produced five issues Mm -hmm. so far uh, since the pandemic started. And I'm thinking, and and the, like, April was completely about reaction. Mm -hmm. It was completely like, oh my gosh, what is this? How are we handling this? What does it mean? Um, who does it affect? We didn't know anything. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of hit. And then, you know, you go into May and that's when the masks started really hitting hard. Uh, everybody had to start wearing masks. That was the issue we did with the um, the Mother's Day. Uh, everybody wearing their masks and, and stuff. Oh, no, that was for Mother's Day. It was for um, Silver Linings. Silver Linings, yeah. To have everybody wear their masks and stuff. And now, like, we keep on going. Now we're in this, like, weird, uh, I don't even want to say, like, holding pattern but it feels like now we're in this like state of 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 adaptation yeah and now Mm -hmm. everything is like we're kind of at first it was like oh my gosh this is new and i think we're just like leaning into it more now and kind of accepting Mm -hmm. like this is what's supposed to be so one thing about the adaptation that you mentioned Mm -hmm. is honestly i feel like that's how we're going to get through this I think that the communities that refuse to adapt are going to see a lot more suffering, you know, for me. I feel like the communities that refuse to adapt, they're going to be behind schedule and reopening and stuff like that. And I feel like that's how San Pedro is going to be moving forward by cautiously adapting to everything, you know. And and honestly, when you look back at like, you know, anything in history and even in survival and, you know, um, sorry, I've been watching a lot of dinosaur documentaries with my son. So, you know, obviously the species that learn to adapt, they live. <laughs> right. Yeah. Survival of the fist, right? That, 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 I just think what, uh, there's just so much. Darwin said. Yeah. <laughs> the adaptation thing for some reason brought me there. But, you know. Yeah, no, I get it though. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's just a weird time. It, again, I, I say that every time I talk to you about this. But I do, like I said, I feel like right now we're in this mode of just okay, mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be. And I don't necessarily foresee this change in the way we're at right now. I don't necessarily foresee them opening up anything else for the next couple of months, maybe by the end of the year. But I don't know, man. We might be getting our haircuts outside for the next couple of months, which sucks. That The salon owners are the ones I feel, and the gym owners, obviously. But salon owners I feel really bad for because at least gyms have, have an option to – you can work out outside. It's not a big deal. People do it all the time. Right. But getting your hair cut outside, you know, having to get your, you know, doing all that stuff that are normally done within the confines of a salon. Yeah. It's a little weird, you know, and that's one of the industries that's having a really hard time adapting to this. And I just, I, my heart breaks for, Mm -hmm. for them. Um, we, we touched on the fact that there was a case, you know, surge. I was hoping without spending too much time on it, we can kind of review it because I do want to emphasize that 
while we are doing well here in the community, there is still a lot of, I mean, the cases kind of exploded in right, LA County. Right. Did you hear, did you see that um, the Long Beach mayor's mom had passed away yeah, from COVID? Yeah, Robert Garcia's mom passed away from COVID. It was terrible. I'm, I mean, for me now, it feels a little bit closer to home just because I'm hearing about more people in lives of people I know who mm-hmm. are suffering from it. Yeah. My yeah. my dad's um partner at work, I just found out he had it for a while, you know? And then um I know my husband knows somebody from work who also had it, you know? So it's just getting a little bit closer to home. People are more um, you know, it, it's getting close. <laughs> yeah, well it certainly hit close to home. It hit close to home with the magazine. Um our columnist and um Harbor Commissioner Anthony Perosi contracted coronavirus last month. And he just went public with it yesterday on Facebook, so I feel comfortable saying this now. But he uh, emailed me um, about a week before uh, deadline, and he normally and he would have normally had a column in in our July or our August issue. And he had emailed me saying, "Hey, I, I'm feeling under the weather. Um, basically, saying I'm sick. I don't think I could get my column to you this month. Can I skip a month?" I said, "Sure, no problem." And I was able to, you know, we were able to work that out, no problem. And he didn't say what he had in his email. He just said he wasn't feeling very well. He was sick. He was very vague about it. And then, um, I mean, we're, we're recording this stuff. What day? It's Wednesday. But he, I believe it was yesterday, uh, he uh, went public with uh, the fact that he had uh, coronavirus. He had COVID-19. And um, he's going to write about it in the uh, next issue, in our um, September issue. He's going to write about his experience with it. But it knocked him for a loop. He said he lost 20 pounds. He was, I mean, it... it I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him, but who knows what other lasting effects he may have from it because they do have reported like lung damage, heart damage, um, lasting effects from this thing. So, I mean, God bless. He's, he's okay. He's better now. He's recovered, but it sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I feel terrible about it. So yeah. I'm really interested to see what he, how he uh, writes about it in the next issue. Do you remember what the numbers of um, for for LA County were? You know, I don't. I, I honestly, the numbers have gotten so crazy. I just stopped paying attention to them. Well, we had. I'm like, yeah. I'm so annoyed that our, our last conversation like disappeared. But <laughs> I know, I know. It, it was like a lot, a lot, a lot of cases. Yeah, I want. I don't want to guesstimate because that would be improper with not having the numbers in front. But let's. Just, but there was a reason why everything rolled back. Yeah, we had a lot of cases in, in Los Angeles County. And I think it was bad. A lot of um, a lot of that. I don't know. Um, I don't know specifically if it, you know, is solely for this reason. Obviously, there's probably a lot of factors, but a lot of that I felt like came out right after Fourth of July. People were. That's you know, what they're saying. Yeah, they're saying Memorial Day and Fourth of July were the two holidays that helped um, increase the uh, mm-hmm. surge of, of cases uh, during the summer, mm-hmm. and it makes total sense. I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there were people throwing part. I saw people. My neighbors behind me threw a party on 4th of July. I saw people over at that house. It was not cool. Um, mm-hmm. I was not very happy with that. But at the same time, it's like yeah, people did what they did. And, you yeah. know, and now we and now we're dealing with it. Yeah. So No, it's true. Um, there's definitely parties going on in my neighborhood. I hear the music and all that. Um, my, only, my only hope really is that people are – I don't want to say um, – I hope that it's just not random and inviting everybody. Like I know that people do need socialization, but I think the parties, my hope is that they stay outdoors, that they are practicing social distancing. And maybe there's like a group 
that sticks together instead of inviting everybody and the whole right, friends right, and right. all of it, you know, that's, that's how I feel like my family particularly is going to move forward. Cause you know, my son needs to be around other kids. So I'm like, okay, who can he see? And can we get through this pandemic together? You know, can we create a plan to just, you know, have these, uh, right. interactions with just each other, not me. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. Well, I, no, your kid needs to socialize. Like, you know, like that's the thing. And they're going to lose that. I mean, LAUSD is starting their, their year online this year. Mm-hmm. You know, kids aren't going to be returning to school. Unlike other states that have, like Georgia, we were talking about before we started recording. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the photo of the hallways in it's Georgia? A, it's amazing. Like, literally, it's like. Kids are back in school. Yeah. The picture that I saw, it was a crowded hallway full yeah, of like kids. like a normal high school hallway there like, was like nothing happened four students wearing masks and literally like i know it's it, it was ridiculous yeah like, maybe less goodness, i don't what know are they thinking i don't know i what don't know thinking? and and i feel like that's where you know our we're kind of headed in the right direction because i i don't think it's going to be like that for us in la not right. at all right right i mean what i'm hearing is a lot smaller uh class sizes i'm hearing a mixture of distance learning and like maybe twice a twice a week going right. to school those types of things you know right um i'm hearing from parents all types of, of stuff um i know in, in riverside my my cousin's friend said that um they can choose between just distance learning from home or going in twice a week huh. um, with smaller class sizes and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then reopening completely when it's safe. However, the caveat was that they had to commit to that, whatever they want to do, they had to commit to it for the year. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, her friend is, is being very careful and she's like, I don't want to commit to this, you know, this two days a week at, in school if I don't know if they're going to be opening up safely when they say it's ready to open up, right? right? So she's just committed to distance learning. She went all in. She bought a whiteboard. She, like, got her kids' Chromebooks, you know. She went all in. And I think that's where parents are having that difficulty is trying to figure out how to safely get their kids into some type of normalcy and get their education. Yeah, that. Education is a big thing. Like I can't imagine. I, I I feel so bad for the high school kids in this time because like I I feel like so many rites of passage and so many um, so many things that happen in high school are being taken away from these kids because of this pandemic. That it, it just it's really sad. I can't imagine being a student in high school at this time, not being able to a go to high, go to school get away from your parents, get away, you know what I mean? Be with your clique, be with your friends, mm-hmm. enjoying your, you know, your, your youth. And now we're just, uh, just, it bugs me. It really does bug me. And on the flip side, I feel bad for these teachers and the, these administrators who are under immense pressure, not only by, you know, uh, the public, but like, you know, parents and, and government officials and, and, uh, union officials and the, and the, the, uh, what you call it, the LUSD, like all, all the board members and stuff. I mean, they're facing it from every angle about opening or not opening or reopening and all this stuff. And, you know, I feel for the teachers too, because they're put in a horrible position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, these teachers have to think about their own health and their own families. Right, right. And their, you know, you know. Their thing. job comes at a risk to themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, one of my dear friends is a high school teacher. Um, and she was telling me how uh, 
she starts, um, she's technically supposed to go back to class, starting classes in two weeks. And she's told me the other day, she said, I have no idea what the heck we're going to do. And I can't imagine having a job where, you know, she's been a teacher for, I mean, I want to say she's been a teacher for at least 15 years. Like she's been a teacher for a while. And I can't imagine having a job and literally not knowing what you're going to be doing in two weeks. Like not knowing how to do your job. I just, again, I feel for these people. Like these people are really getting put through the mill with mm-hmm. this. Yeah, so. absolutely. And and some teachers have children at home. So absolutely, that's what adds that other extra component is like a lot of people are still wondering how to, you know, continue at work safely while also not being able to have their kids in school, you know? Yeah. Very difficult, very hard. Yeah, it's tough. And then you think about like, okay, I mean, there, I mean we can go down a rabbit hole with the school thing. and. Well, like for a second though, like you have to, like you mentioned, like, okay, smaller classes. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. We are, we're already impacted with students in schools as it is right now. Teachers are already teaching classes of 30, 40 students. Like it's crazy how many kids are in classes. Now. Oh yeah. And the, and the level of education or lack of they're getting because of such large classes. Okay. Let's pare down the classes then. Well, where are all those, are they going to have to hire more teachers? Where are the student, you know what I mean? Where are these classes going to be built? Yeah. You have, I mean, there's so much that goes into all this. It isn't as simple as just saying, um, you know, uh, cut class size. Okay. Well, a lot goes into that, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of these like problems that we think are just kind of simple answers to are not simple answers. Everything has a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you limit class size. Okay. Well, you have to put those extra students in other classes. What are those classes going to go? Are you going to have to hire other teachers to do that? Is that in the budget to do that? Do you, if it's not in the budget, how are you going to schedule that? I mean, you yeah. can just run the, right. you're down the list of questions. And not many people think like that. Right. And so right. you have to look at literally all angles, every do. single person. You have to consider every hour of the day, of the school day. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to examine every single And high school experience. athletics, too. Like, I feel bad for, like, our, our, our resident uh, high school athletics writer, Jamal. You know, he, he's been – I feel bad for him because his beat is practically done right now because of mm-hmm. of no high school sports to cover. Right. You know, and who knows when they're going to start. I I honestly don't know if we'll have an NFL season, judging by how baseball's been handling the situation, and and you know basketball and hockey seem to be doing a good job because they were all in the bubble, but baseball isn't in a bubble. And look at you know what's happening in Major League Baseball. And NFL is going to start soon, and you're already seeing some you know some players get it already, and that's a very 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 contact sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be weird. It's yeah. going to be weird. It's, I, again, I hate using that word weird. It's such an empty word. But I just don't know how else to describe it. Right, right. Um, absolutely, we are in this weird time. Weird time. <laughs> that, And we're creating new normals. And it's, and it's, and it's weird. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think some things to look forward to are to see the creativity of businesses and how they adapt. Um, I feel like that's something we talked about in the last episode that disappeared into the abyss. Yeah. Is um, we're going to see some interesting, creative solutions to some of these these things. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to be, but I feel like people are already working on how to move forward with their businesses. You know, are we moving away from brick and mortar? I mean, how is that going to change the, the business community? Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to. But um, 
yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, yeah. I, I think we say that every podcast now. <laughs> Just gonna wait and see. Just gonna wait and see. Yeah, um, which reminds me. I mean, I, I've I've loved these Pedro and Corona episodes because I feel like it's a much needed conversation that we needed when we didn't know what the heck was going on. Right. And people needed to process it with other people. You know, right. and I felt like that's what we did is yeah. we provided a processing. You know. Um, a place to process that together, you know? And, uh, and I feel like now, now it's just kind of like, well, we'll wait and see. This is weird. This is not normal, but now it is normal. Um, so we'll see how these episodes change or maybe they'll come to an end soon. Um, I have some other ideas in mind for the podcast and, um, I know you have some ideas for the magazine and potentially starting your own podcast. Yes, yes. (laughs) I, I, I know there was no pandemic right now. We'd be doing it, but I'm just kind of waiting for this thing to die down. But yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the magazine, um, so Thursday is uh, First Thursday, and since we haven't had First Thursday since the pandemic started, they've been doing these virtual art walks. Today's Wednesday. I thought it was Tuesday. Oh my God, today is Wednesday. Yeah, it's, I see, that's where we're at. I, we've lost track of days now, literally. So I'm going to get it up by tomorrow. <laughs> well, if you, if you don't get it up by tomorrow, I was doing this art walk thing. If you do get listen to this before First Thursday... There is a um, pretty cool thing they're doing on the San Pedro Waterfront or San Pedro Art San Pedro Waterfront Arts District Facebook page. Um, we're doing a live, uh, basically an art walk celebrating uh, Charles Bukowski, which was the topic of our cover story for San Pedro today this month. I did see that. Yeah, very cool. So we're doing that. Yeah, I'm a part of it. I guess I'm reading a few poems, and we're, I'll be talking about this issue. So that's tomorrow stuff. night, right? It's tomorrow night, Thursday night at six o'clock. So yeah. So just for you listeners right there, that's going to be tonight at six o'clock. So, yes, because I'm going to get this on Thursday. It's first Thursday, Thursday night, six o'clock. Yeah. Thursday, August 6th. August 6th, yes. <laughs> you see me uh, wax unpoetically about Charles Bukowski. <laughs> um, which is cool. I love the way that we are doing community events online and how we're, you know, uh, adapting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me again yeah. and re- recapping feeling, yeah. what we went through. <laughs> I have a feeling we'll be, we'll be continuing these for maybe a, a little bit. Yeah. Considering we're still in the midst of the pandemic. Right, right. But uh, yeah, again, just stay safe. Uh, support local businesses. If there's anything um, I want to get through to anybody listening to this podcast at the very end of this, um, support our local San Pedro Rancho uh, Palos Verdes businesses because uh, our small business community is taking a huge hit. They need local dollars to be reinvested in the community. So before you click uh, send or before you click uh, check out on your amazon.com cart, look in that cart and see if you can pick up any of those items here in Pedro because I bet you can. Yeah. And by doing that, you are helping not only your neighbors, but you're helping the community because all a, a lot of that money gets reinvested here. And San Pedro takes care of its own. Mm-hmm. And so we are definitely trying to help all of our friends who own local businesses in town uh, to, uh, you know, to survive. 
You know what's funny? And I, I shouldn't I should have done this intentionally, but I've been shopping local. Like my kids' yeah. toys, um, his mask. We just got it Rock and L. They have really cool, cute kids' masks. Yeah, superhero masks. Yeah. Cool. Um I went through Mandy's and I wanted to buy everything there. Um so we're talking like that. I mean, whatever it is that you're looking for and you're gonna spend money on, check and see. Like Josh said, check and see who might offer it locally. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Like I, I needed some some tools. I was working on something, and my first thought was automatically to go to Amazon. Because it would arrive, like, you know, if you're a prime customer, it'll arrive in one or two days. I'm thinking, great. And then I'm like, and then I step back. I'm like, you know what? It'll take me 20 minutes to drive up to, you know, Ace, pick up a, you know, I needed, um, uh, what should I call it? Uh, uh, I don't care. No yeah, it doesn't do what I need. It's no one cares. Time. Nobody cares what I need, but I got there. <laughs> and it was great. And literally, it came with two minutes. I didn't have to wait two days. I got my stuff done, and it was great. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, we hope you are doing well. Please support local businesses. Wear your mask and keep rocking it, I guess. Keep rocking it.